Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes a question comes, but Robert, doesn't that happen immediately, you know, when you accept the Lord Jesus? Well, sometimes, but not always. You receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of your salvation because He is the one who moves in and gives you life and, you know, He's the one who makes you part of the family as, as He moves in, so to speak. Today, Pastor Robert will be sharing with you about the Holy Spirit. God gives it to Christians as a helper. But when does God give you the Holy Spirit? It can be at any time after you've accepted Jesus. Some have received moments after they've accepted, while some receive a week later or even a month later. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 3 as he continues his message, Holy Spirit. people gathered together on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon them. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit there in the upper room caused such a commotion, such a stir there in in Jerusalem that a crowd of people gathered to find out what was going on. I'm not going to read you all of that. We're not going to go into it. But people were curious. And some said, oh, they're just drunk. And so Peter stood up and said, no, we're not drunk. That's not what's going on. And he preached his first sermon. And he told them, this is a fulfillment of prophecy. It's a fulfillment of what the prophet Joel wrote about, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And as he goes on and confronts them about the fact that they had crucified their own Messiah, Acts 2.37 tells us, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. It's not just for you guys. It's for for as many as he calls, Peter said. And so that means it's for you. It's for you. This baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. He wants you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes a question comes, but Robert, doesn't that happen immediately, you know, when you accept the Lord Jesus? Well, sometimes, but not always. You receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of your salvation because he is the one who moves in and gives you life. And, you know, he's the one who makes you part of the family as as he moves in, so to speak inhabiting, you know, the Bible tells us your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we know, he, yes, he, 
he, he moves in. But this empowering baptism of the Holy Spirit is altogether separate from salvation. Jesus had taught his disciples that the Holy Spirit who had been with them, the Greek word that he used is para, for you Latinos, it'll sound familiar. You know, he'd been alongside them, he'd been with them, and he will be in you. And again, the Greek word is in, E-N, another one that should sound familiar. But now he uses the word upon. The Greek word is epi, E-P-I. He's going to come upon you. He will come upon you. And, and a good example of this separate experience is found again in the book of Acts in chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1, we're told that it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, now, what are disciples? Anybody? They're followers, right? They're being disciplined by their students of. Finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. The Bible, again, speaking of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Now, let me stop right there because I want you to listen to me for a second because, you know, when, when I, I don't talk about this very often. And what I find is that sometimes when I get into it, people, you know, start getting a little nervous. It's like, is, okay, is Robert about to get weird on us? No, I got weird a long time ago. Nothing's changed. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit about a week after I accepted the Lord Jesus. Pretty soon I began to speak in tongues. But I learned that it's best if I keep that just between me and him. It's a private thing. The Bible says when a person speaks in tongues, it's a prayer that nobody but God understands. Paul explained it in 1 Corinthians 14. Beginning at verse 1, he wrote, Pursue love. And desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Now, this is one point of confusion that I find to be critically important. It's actually the, the, like, the singular thing that originally got my attention about Calvary Chapel. It was Pastor Chuck's teaching on this subject because finally it made sense to me. It's like, it's been right there in the Bible all along. And I still have family that, you know, family members and friends that disagree with me on it. But to me, it's just right there in black and white. The Bible says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? You guys seeing the same thing I'm seeing? So when you speak in tongues, it's a prayer, speaking to God, right? It's not something where you're speaking to men. Now, now, real quickly, 
This, this says two things to me. One, that a lot of the cessationist movement, those who say tongues, it's not, it doesn't exist, not for today. This is, you know, that, that actually the gift that was given on the day of Pentecost was they, they were speaking in foreign languages they had never learned. That God, it would be like God giving me, just supernaturally giving me the, the ability to start speaking in Danish, my wife's language. I've never learned it. I've never understood it. A word here and there. And all of a sudden, I, I can speak it. But what did the Bible just say? Who are you talking to when someone speaks in a, in a tongue? To God. To God. This is not the miraculous. God does that from time to time. I've met at least one individual to whom that happened, where God supernaturally gave that man the ability to speak a foreign language which he had not learned. You know, mind-blowing kind of a deal. All of a sudden to have, you know, the, the ability, the grammar, the vocabulary, and all that kind of thing. But that's not what the gift of tongues is about according to the Bible. The gift of tongues according to the Bible is this supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer who has been baptized with the Holy Spirit. This supernatural gift, ability for the, the Spirit to speak directly with the Spirit of God. Some call it an angelic language because Paul uses that terminology in another place. I, I don't know. What I do know is that it's between me and him. It's between me and, and the Lord. And, and so my personal belief is that it's generally better kept that way. Verse 3, he says, He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So, again, since the gift of tongues is something that's intended to edify, to build me up in my prayer life, in my interaction with God, I keep it there. But it's, this is not a new thing for me. It's been a 30-year, more than 30-year walk with Jesus. been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? Please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? 
please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.